Hey, y'all, welcome to Book Marketing Mania. I'm your host, Kim Stewart, and something I hear from many of you is you want to outsource or hire help to accomplish your marketing task so you can spend more time writing. But getting that help costs money, right? So I wanted to share a past conversation on the podcast with my guest, Becky Kapitsky. Becky is one of my favorite authors and bloggers. She's a nonfiction author of at least four books. <laughs> She's also a writing and digital products coach. And since I first aired this conversation, Becky has launched the Inspired Business Podcast and the Funnel Club, her monthly membership to help Christian communicators create digital products to sell and make more money for their ministry. Becky's passion for helping you earn an honest income from your talents is contagious, and I can't wait for you to hear how to earn money to market your books by selling digital products. I know you will love Becky as much as I do, so let's get to it. So hey, Becky, I'm so glad you're here today to serve our Book Marketing Mania listeners. I'm so happy to be here, Kim. Thanks so much for the invitation. Always love talking about books and marketing, those two things together. That's my happy place. Yes, absolutely. Mine too. I would love to hear, since we're going to talk all about digital products and hopefully making money, you know, for our ministries and business, I would love to just to hear, Becky, how you got started. You've wrote, you know, multiple books and, you know, I know you do speaking, but, you know, how did you get started in looking at it more than a ministry and more as a business? That is a very good question. I will tell you that for years, I had the ministry mindset, which I still do, right? The Mm -hmm. work that we do, especially if the books that we're writing or the blog that or the podcast that we're hosting, if it is meant to share the truth of God. God, then it is a, it's a ministry, but all occupations are a ministry mm-hmm. for the believer. And so the way I look at it is now I'm recognizing that not only did God call me to write a blog and then to write books, which I did for years and years without an expect of return, but he also called me to do that now as a vocation. And when I recognized there was a day that my husband and I were having a conversation, my husband has been wonderfully supportive all these years. I now have three traditionally published books. I'm working on a devotional right now for our daily bread. I have been blogging for over 10 years. And my husband looked at me one day and said, this is your hobby because you're not generating a return from all the work that you do to actually cover the costs of the time and the effort that it takes to do the work. And that time, those words cut me deeply because, Mm -hmm. and he didn't mean them poorly. and, and, And I understood where he was coming from. We were just having an honest conversation about the amount of work that I was doing to serve people in what I was calling a ministry and what that was taking away from not only our family time and my focus, but our family budget. I was paying everything that I was earning. I was reinvesting into the ministry of marketing books or trying to gain more email subscribers for my Mm -hmm. blog. And I realized we reached a point where I had a skill set that could contribute to the family income and not just drain the family income. So I started shifting my mindset from one of this is solely ministry to recognizing that it is a faith-based business. Mm -hmm. And it's a subtle shift, but it's one that I think is really important because it places a particular type of value on the work that we do. Now, the work that we do is highly valuable, Mm -hmm. whether we're getting paid for it or not, because there is income attached. It does not mean it's more valuable. I've Mm -hmm. always believed that because I've called myself a stay-at-home mom for many years as well. 
Never would I want somebody to say that my role was less valuable because I didn't have a salary. Mm -hmm. But I think I started treating my writing work with more, I don't know, maybe more respect for myself Mm -hmm. when I started realizing that this also could be an income. And it was honoring to my husband to Mm -hmm. trade my time for some income. And when I recognized I had a skill set that could sustain not just my family, but my ministry, that's when it really took off because I had been spending so much money trying to keep my blog and my book marketing afloat. Mm -hmm. And when I realized that I also had the ability to earn money to cover those costs, that's what enabled me to continue doing the work that I love to do and that God called me to do. Mm -hmm. So for example, you know what it costs Mm -hmm. to run, whether it's a podcast or a blog or to to market a book. I was paying for third-party publicists for one of my books. Mm -hmm. I was paying for social media managers. I'm paying for ConvertKit. I'm paying for my website. All of the expenses. I mean, even just the endless ink that my Mm -hmm. (laughs) my very cheap printer needs to use. And all of these expenses were not being covered. Mm -hmm. Even after a book advance, even after some monetization on my blog. And so I recognized it was not only okay to generate an income from the work that I did, but it was actually good stewardship. Mm -hmm. So that's when I started shifting my approach toward what I do. It's absolutely still a ministry, Mm -hmm. but it is okay and wise to generate a God-honoring income from it using God-honoring principles. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not about earning money for the sake of money. It's about Mm -hmm. earning money because of what it can do and what can it, how it can sustain and continue to empower the ministry that God has called me to as a vocation. You can just do so much more, right? Whenever you have that income coming in. And I imagine that's a conversation that a lot of our listeners have had, as well as myself with my own (laughs) husband. So I certainly appreciate that. So tell us about the different offerings you do have in addition to the books you sell. Yeah, well, I, I, I started... First of all, by selling some digital products that were related to my books. And so my I write books for women, wives, Christian living, moms. Mm-hmm. But then I've also started doing more coaching to other writers and others in ministry who want to learn how to monetize to keep their ministry sustainable. So I have a series of products that are related to my my women mom audience. Mm -hmm. I started by writing some digital Bible studies and uh, some, a devotional that was related to one of my books. And, Mm -hmm. and those products uh, alone are, I love them and they're, they're, they serve people beautifully. And then I also switched gears to creating products that can help other people do what I was doing. Mm-hmm. which is, for example, learning how to earn a God-honoring income from your ministry, whether you are writing or speaking. And so I teamed up with some other writers and speakers in mm-hmm. our space. I teamed up with Lisa Joe Baker and Katie Reed and Jonathan Purifoy, who is Christy Purifoy's husband, and he mm-hmm. is a business consultant. And the four of us formed a company called Ministry to Business. And mm-hmm. we put out a digital product. It's a $29 digital guide. It's a 90-page digital guide. And it essentially shares everything that we know in 20 different categories, mm-hmm. 20 different strategies on how to earn an income from the work that you do as a writer, as a speaker, as a podcaster, as a coach, how to do that in a way that keeps your ministry sustainable. So that guide was the first uh, top selling product that Mm -hmm. I have created. And I learned so much from various courses I've taken or various experts or coaches that I followed. Mm -hmm. And I pulled all of that knowledge together to create a sales funnel for our own digital product that teaches people how to monetize. And from there, it just blossomed. And my understanding now 
of how to set up an automated sales machine behind a product that you have to offer, what needs to be done and how to do it well and how to do it in a way that can reach more people in less time so that the work that we do, we can work in our sweet spot, right? So Mm -hmm. set up an automated sales funnel so that the product is selling behind the scenes while I work on writing devotions or I go to a volleyball game with my kids. So that's really the goal is just Mm -hmm. for me is to set up that type of system. So again, I started with my own devotionals, my own Bible studies for moms and children, and then the ministry to business guide. And now I have an extensive online course on how to create and sell digital products. So I've run the gamut from small PDF downloads to a more interactive, comprehensive digital product, the guide, Mm -hmm. to now a full-blown e-course. I've actually done a few e-courses before, Mm -hmm. but the one that I'm focused on right now is the digital products course. And there's so many different types of digital courses Mm -hmm. that we can create to share what we know, regardless of who your audience is. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I love about the digital product space is that there's room for everybody. Yes, there's room for a variety of topics and a variety of audiences to glean your wisdom, what you have to share in a digital product so that the income you generate from that can continue to support your passion projects, whether it's writing a book or doing some sort of painting, or maybe it's you know selling, selling your art or whatever it is that you love to do, you can continue to do it when you are using the skills that you use for what you love to do mm-hmm. to build a sales funnel to generate a floor of income. It's sort of a full circle. Yeah, it is. When you were talking about, you know, the money that that we spend to to run our ministries and businesses, you know, all the behind the scenes money, but then it's all also all the courses we have to take, right? To learn how to do some of these things and the coaching that we need to do it successfully and all those things certainly add up. So I have to give a shout out for your ministry to business guide. So, you know, when I first downloaded it, I was like, oh, this is a little PDF. I love these gals and they're great. I know they can teach me something. So I'm going to download this little PDF. Holy cow. I mean, <laughs> I was so blown away because it, I mean, it, it is like all these things, right? But it's not like just a list of things. I mean, you guys go into some major detail on how to do each of these things, like the speaking and how to do digital product. I'm just, yeah, I was so blown away by it. So kudos. Oh. That's, that's an amazing, oh, amazing product. And we'll definitely put a link in the show notes for that. Fantastic. So speaking of courses, you know, so an author, if they wanted to develop a course surrounding their book topic, how would yes. you suggest they, I mean, and I know this is like, they need to really dive into your course to learn the details of this, but just kind of at a high level, you know, would they start thinking about that when they're writing their book or is it something that they do afterwards to take their readers maybe on a deeper journey? Or do you yeah. find there's people that maybe don't want to read a book and they would rather take the course instead? It, it's all of the above. So you can definitely, if you're considering doing a course to accompany your book, it's great to have that in mind as you're writing the book content. But if you've already written a book, if you already have a book that's been in the stores for a while, then why not consider creating a supplement to that book in the form of some sort of online teaching, an online course, uh, because it's a wonderful resource, like you said, for those people who really prefer that medium, or mm-hmm. maybe they enjoy that medium as a supplement to the book, because consider how many opportunities there are, not only for individuals, but for small groups to engage in your book. If there is also some sort of video component or teaching component where they feel like they're interacting with you. So it's sort of an opportunity to market, to promote yourself at the same time you're promoting your book because people want to see your face. They want to hear what you have to say. They want to connect with you as the author 
mm-hmm. not to glorify you, the author, right? Mm-hmm. It's always about the content and the, and the focus for us as Christian writers and speakers is on glorifying God through our content. But God has given us the, the gift and the ability to deliver that. So mm-hmm. to do that in a some sort of a video format helps the reader to connect and you help your reader then to explore the book content in a way that it is fresh for them, that is interactive for them. So definitely, if you're writing a book right now, consider it, if you have reflection questions at the end of each chapter, that's something I like to do at the end of each chapter of each book that I write, list of reflection questions for a small group. How can you condense some of what you've talked about in each chapter or present maybe with some new illustrations, some new stories, some in a fresh way, summarize the content of that chapter so that they do still need to read the book in order to fully understand or in order to get, it's not a repeat, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a repeat so that there's a reason people will want to to dive into your book. There's mm-hmm. a reason people will want to dive into your video. And the two things can be complementary. And then not only have you built a stronger connection with the audience, but you are enabling them to build a stronger connection to your book material. Mm-hmm. And it's perfect for small groups. I will tell you, Kim, I don't know about you and your church, but my church right now is really leaning toward video-based studies mm-hmm. for our women's Bible studies because yes. yeah, it, it just lends themselves. Yeah. People can't get together. Or even if they can, they like to have someone teach from the front. Mm -hmm. And it's a way that enables women to get solid teaching without stretching the church staff because Mm -hmm. they don't have to do the teaching and and consider how that is an asset to your book and another motivation for a small group to purchase your book and to go through your study in in a church or organization setting. Mm-hmm. So again, having said that, you don't have to have that in mind from the very beginning, but it is something that is definitely valuable to consider. Mm-hmm. But one caveat is make sure if you're traditionally published that you have a conversation with your publisher about what rights you have to that material. Okay. Because it's possible that in the contract, it will say any ancillary product, any supplementary product, whether it is a video or a workbook or a study guide would be considered their, their material, their, their rights, their ownership, mm-hmm. unless they relinquish it to you or get, or so if you are at the beginning stages, consider putting in your contract. Mm-hmm. I want to create a video study based on this. And it's possible that your publisher will actually help cover the costs of that. Consider even publishing that for you. In which case it becomes a different scenario from doing Mm -hmm. your own digital product. But again, the benefits of engaging with your audience through a video course remain the same, whether you are publishing it or your publisher is handling that. Yeah. You know, when you were talking through that, I was thinking I could already hear people are going to ask like, a video course. So let's just talk about that. Like immediately people think you have to have this huge production, right? That's going to cost a ton of money to do these poorly professional videos. Will you just speak into that, what you've seen from your courses or anybody else's? Yes. I I used to have that same thought and I have so gotten over that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In fact, some of the best courses that I have taken have been very grassroots. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can think of what what do you see on right now media or you know for beautiful produced mm-hmm. video. There's definitely space for that, but it doesn't need to look like that in order to be valuable. In fact, you can very easily create a beautiful video of you communicating with your audience with your iPhone mm-hmm. um, and s- some free editing tools, and it does not have to be produced. It doesn't. Mm-hmm have to, you don't have to have a specific scenery or, you know, cut in with other video or other images. It can be so simple. It can be as simple as you talking into the camera, because Mm -hmm. what would you do if you were going to stand in front of an audience and teach this material? Consider that is all you need to do for your video. 
And it requires just a few simple tools. I do recommend some lighting, lighting in front of you, Mm -hmm. such as a simple ring light or some diffuser set Mm -hmm. to make sure that your lighting is good and your background is not distracting. It could be somewhat stylized, but my goodness, just put a table and a plant and a stack of books behind you, Mm -hmm. have some good lighting and just start talking. That honestly is all that you need in order to provide content of value. And from there, you can provide supplemental handouts, but Canva is perfect for supplemental handouts. Mm -hmm. You could just use one of Canva's templates to have a professional looking, beautiful handout with some reflection questions or homework assignments, whatever it is is you choose to do to enhance your video teaching. Mm -hmm. You could do this at a very low cost. You can do it with the tools you already have available to you or very low cost tools and just be authentic. That's what people are looking for more than anything. You know, they they know you're not Beth Moore. So mm-hmm. they're not going to expect a Hollywood presentation, a Hollywood quality presentation. They're just going to expect to hear from you. And there's still tremendous value in that. So never shy away from doing video because you think you're not camera ready. Mm-hmm. As simple as taking a message you would share with a a small group in a classroom and conveying it on video in a very authentic manner. And there's tremendous value in that. It's about Mm -hmm. the content that you're sharing, not necessarily the production. Yeah, so true. So true. And if it's valuable information, yeah, they're not going to be thinking, why didn't they spend a ton of money on these videos? And I'm sure just like with book marketing, everybody would be wondering, so if I put together this digital product, how do I market it? Can you Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that? Is that something I'm guessing you probably share in your course? how to go about doing that? Yeah, absolutely. So I do have a course called Profitable Digital Products Method, and it walks through the whole process, but I'd be very happy to give you some an overview of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. To, to market a digital product, I like to say you, you need to have a system set up to do that in a way that doesn't require you to sit at your desk while the sales are rolling in. And that is called a sales funnel. It's a, it essentially means you have a sales page on a website and someone will land on that sales page and they'll be interested in your product because your sales page tells them what the benefits of that product are. And then they have the opportunity to click a button to go to a checkout page. They purchase the product. And from there, you're automatically set up so that those people are tagged in your email system whether you use ConvertKit or MailChimp or MailerLite, whatever it is, mm-hmm. they're tagged to get an email that then delivers a link to the product. So once all that is set up, you don't have to do anything in order to deliver your product. It all happens automatically. So that's the process of a sales funnel. But then I like to say that's half the job. Mm -hmm. The second half of the job then is getting what I say is eyeballs. I like to say eyeballs on your funnel. Mm -hmm. You need to have, you need to find people willing to look at your funnel and consider your sales page. And so that has to do with a system of digital marketing that you can do through email. You can do through social media. You can do it through organic strategies or free strategies, Mm -hmm. or you can use paid advertising. And there are a variety of strategies you can use once you have the email once you have the sales funnel set up to get eyeballs on the sales funnel and it becomes a snowball effect so that you have constant eyeballs on your sales funnel and it's a math equation really. So let's say you've done the, the research or you've had your sales funnel up for a certain amount of time and you just know from analyzing data that for every 100 people that land on your sales page, you get 15% of them purchasing the product. Mm-hmm. And of that 15% that purchases the product, they stay on your email list and they purchase subsequent products. And so you it's just a really a math equation. So if I know I need to get a hundred people looking at my sales page mm-hmm. to get 15 people to purchase, and then let's say it's a $30 product. So I know, it, you know, if I want to have X amount of dollars each month, I need to get a minimum of, let's say I want $450 a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I need a minimum of 100 people looking at my page this month. So I get 15 purchases for a $30 product. And once you do that, it kind of becomes a fun game of, okay, what strategies can I use to get those 100 viewers to the page? And what strategies are working best for me? You can reach a point where you are knowledgeable enough about the system, how to get people to your funnel, how well your funnel is converting, that if if you work toward getting, okay, now let's get 200 people to look at my sales page and 300 people. And then the income is incremental. And now you might say, I've got a couple hundred extra dollars a month. I can hire someone else to help me with this, Mm -hmm. which frees up your time even more. So it simply is a, it's a process of making more than you spend. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is with time or energy or dollars you're spending on a sales funnel or on potentially advertising to your sales funnel, as long as you are making more than you spend and you're calculating how much people need to see so that you can generate a certain percentage of income back from it. It becomes fun. It becomes mm-hmm. a fun kind of game. I, this is one of my favorite things to do when I wake up in the morning. I look at my payment gateway online and I find mm-hmm. out how many products I sold overnight. Mm-hmm. It's fun yes. because I got to sleep mm-hmm. in income because of the automated sales funnel. Income was generated into my family's budget. Yeah, you bet. And it's rewarding. It's rewarding because now this is X amount of dollars that I can reinvest in my ministry mm-hmm. or I can put toward the mortgage. And, and in that way, earning an honest income from the work that God has called us to do is good stewardship. So true. Oh my gosh. So you go through all that in your course, I bet, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. In detail. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because that's hard stuff to grasp. And so, yeah, when we get an idea of okay, I'll put together this kind of product, but then it's like, you know, it's just like writing your book, right? Okay, I'll write this book, but then I don't want to market it. You know, I don't know how to market it. Same thing. I don't know how to market my digital products. Uh, Is your course open? The course is evergreen because I want it to always be available. The time is not all, the time is right for different people at different times. So Mm -hmm. I like to make sure that this product is evergreen. So, and I actually have a free masterclass, which you've seen, Kim. Yes, I did. Yes. It explains the the root of this process. Mm -hmm. You get a lot of valuable information from it without a purchase. Mm -hmm. And that masterclass is called how to create and sell digital products without feeling stupid because of the Mm -hmm. tech, (laughs) Mm -hmm. without feeling salesy being, can I sell something and still be a Christian? Yes, you Uh can. And then of course, without feeling sacrilege, Mm -hmm. the whole idea of God has called me to this, to this. Does that mean that I can earn an income from it? So we address all of those topics in the masterclass and then give a little more insight into the course. And from there you can enroll. So for the masterclass, it's simply ministry to business.com slash register. And that's the evergreen masterclass. You can join it anytime. And more information about the course itself is there. I also have a sales page for the course. That's uh-huh. ministrytobusiness.com slash PDPM. And okay. we can talk more about that if you would like to put it in show notes, but PDP, yes, PDPM for Profitable Digital Products Method. So we have a sales page where we explain more about the process offered in the course, but also that free masterclass. I really encourage people to take advantage of it because it's meant to teach and encourage whether or not you enroll mm-hmm. in the course. I just feel very strongly that more and more people in our space, book writers and speakers, need to be aware that this is an opportunity for you and Mm -hmm. to get some tips on how to get started and how to overcome some mindset struggles. I don't even like that word, mindset. I think a lot of secular coaches use it and abuse Mm -hmm. it. So for, to me, I'm talking about taking every thought captive Mm -hmm. and ensuring that the way we are addressing our businesses is aligned with scripture. So Mm -hmm. that is something that I've been through a hard fought process of learning that myself and freeing myself to recognize that good stewardship means it is okay Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. to earn an honest income if God has called me to this work as a vocation. Yeah. You went through a lot of that on your masterclass, I know. And then, you know, touched on a little bit of the technology and the funnels and some of those things. It was tons of information, right? That you get. If you are not able to do the course today, I would definitely do the masterclass and I'll put a note in the show notes for that. I also want to ask, because I didn't know about this either, the huddle that you guys are doing at Administrative Business. So will you share about that too? Yeah. The Administrative Business has a coaching group and it's interesting. It's called the huddle. It's our online coaching group. Um, We have about 250 members in there right now. It's a really active group of people. Uh, we, we love it. We continue to grow it because it is a space where all writers, speakers, podcasters, coaches, whatever teachers, whatever mm-hmm. your passion is in this area of online communication, we welcome you into the huddle as a safe place to ask questions and learn more about monetizing in particular. So it's a coaching community where Katie Reed and Jonathan Purifoy and I are in there. And Lisa Jo Baker has been active. Mm-hmm. Um, she's stepped aside for a while now because she has a big book deadline to mm-hmm. work on. And so we have guest coaches come in there and we meet in a Facebook forum. It's a Facebook group, but we also send out regular emails. We just want it to be a safe place where people in our space can come and learn about how to hone their craft. First of all, we did talk a lot about how do we pursue excellence Mm -hmm. as writers, speakers, podcasters, but secondly, how do we earn an honest income? That's really what we focus on. How do we earn an honest income from what we do? And so we come in once a month, we have a group training. It's a a live team coaching and we bring in an expert to talk on the topic. And every Monday we have a post called huddle help. We want you to ask any question related to whatever you're working on. And the coaches will come in and answer those questions directly. We will review what you're working on. We'll give you feedback. And the other huddlers also can come in and provide feedback and support. Every Wednesday, we ask everybody to post, what are you working on? How can we celebrate you? Mm -hmm. What are your wins from this week? So we do Wednesday wins. And we also do a Wednesday wins live pop-in training with one of the coaches every Wednesday, giving a few tips. It's just maybe a five to 10 minute video on a tip for the topic of the week. And then on Fridays, we give away freebies because we like freebies. <laughs> and so we, we we have contests where you can enter to win. Some Fridays, it's here's a $50 Starbucks card. Everybody can use it until it's gone. It's just a mm-hmm. fun community where we welcome people in to feel like it's a safe place to explore this topic of earning an income from your ministry work because mm-hmm. so many of us have had misgivings about that in the past, misunderstandings about it in the past, have even been criticized for selling something. So we want it to be a safe place where we learn together what are some of the strongest principles that we can apply to earning a God-honoring income from the work that we do and why. Mm-hmm. Why is that okay? And then how? How do you do it? How do you grow that audience? How do you grow your list of buyers? How do you approach people? with what you have to offer in a way that doesn't come across as salesy. Mm -hmm. We stand by that very strongly. I don't, I do not appreciate salesy type of message. I do not like a bait and switch. Mm -hmm. So we're always talking about how do we not come across that way? How do you, how can you authentically communicate with your audience about something that you're offering in a way that actually appeals to them and draws them in versus repelling them? And Mm -hmm. Because there there are ways to do that. And it all has to do with your authenticity and understanding that selling is not wrong mm-hmm. as long yes. as it's done with integrity. Yeah, that's an amazing community. Yeah, I had no idea. So I'm so glad you shared about that because, <laughs> yeah, you know, and as we go into 
I mean, it's just such a, a huge shift in our minds of making money, right? In our ministries. But then as we go look around for that information, like if we wanted to do a course or anything else, speaking or anything that might can make some money, all you find are the resources that are just like, you have to, you know, do this. You know, it's just so hardcore. Like you just have to do this and this, this and make all this money and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just so overwhelming. And it's like, no, I just, you know, I'm just at step one. Like I just, yeah. and I need somebody that gets where I'm at in ministry yes. um, and trying to convert that to a business. So that's a wonderful community. And I'll definitely put a link to that in the show notes. Feel free. Any Anyone is welcome to email me anytime if they have questions or are interested in resources. And I just love connecting with other writers and uh, listeners on podcasts. So I'm just an open book as far as my email. Love oh, thank people. you. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. You're so generous. Um, Becky, I appreciate that. Well, thanks for being here to serve our listeners today. It's been incredible, of course, as I expected. <laughs> thank you, Kim. It's really fun to be here. And I just want to say to everybody who's listening, I want to champion what you're doing. It is not easy to write a book. It is not easy to put yourself out there. And uh, we all, the world needs more positive messages. So just keep doing what you're doing. Mm, That's great advice. Oh, y'all, isn't Becky the best? Be sure to check out all her great stuff, her podcast, her free masterclass, her course, and her membership, and I'll put it all in the show notes. And that's all for today. See you back here next week to help you market your book one podcast at a time.